Hey guys, and welcome to Money Talks News, the podcast. Well, here we are, a brand new year. Chances are you're one of the 81% of Americans with a financial New Year's resolution. The most common financial resolution this year, like every other year, it's paying off debt. But how do you make it happen? Obviously, you do it with a plan. So that's what we're going to do today. We're going to make one. I'm Stacy Johnson. As usual, my co-host will be financial journalist Miranda Marquit. Hello, Miranda. Hey, excited to be here in a new year and uh, getting ready to do New Year things. All right, then. Listening in, sometimes contributing is our producer and novice investor, Aaron Freeman. Hey, Aaron. I'm bored with saving. I want to get back into debt. I want to buy some stuff. <laughs> that it should be no problem this time of year. This week, we've also got some special guests with us, John and David, the debt-free guys. Hello, John and David. Hello there. Thank Hello. you for having us, and Happy New Year. Yeah. All right, then. Um, we, what we're going to do today is we're going to discuss five things you need to know about creating a successful debt pay-down plan. Before we start, remember this, though, guys. This isn't financial advice we're giving here, so make sure you do your own research and consult your own experts before acting on anything that you may hear on this podcast. And now that we can't get sued, let's dive in. So first, first guys, tell us how you came to be the debt-free guys. Because we were buried in a lot of debt. <laughs> that seems to be the case with and, a lot of people in the, in the debt uh, resolution business. Yeah, yeah. So about a year and a half after we got together, we realized that we had $51,000 in credit card debt between the two of us. The irony, though, was that uh, we also had about a tenure, combined tenure of about 15 years at the time in financial services. So we were hypocritically telling other people how to save and invest <laughs> and to pay off debt. But we were living the large life um, that we couldn't afford. <laughs> well, you know, by the way, my very first book uh, that I wrote 20 years ago, more than 20 years ago, is called Life or Debt. So I'm all about this. I've been on the, the boards of two different consumer credit counseling services. So you're barking up the right tree here today, guys. I, I, I <laughs> right love on. talking about nice. debt and helping people get out of it. Awesome. So, what, okay, what, do me a favor. I've got a lot of debt. I have no idea what to do. I way overspent on Christmas. What exactly, how do I start my journey to a debt-free life? I, I think the first is the, the commitment, right? The desire. You, you have to actually really have that desire to, to pay off your debt. A lot of people say they want their debt gone. They want to have a, a, a more flexible life without having to make those monthly payments to their credit cards, but they haven't actually truly made the commitment in their mind and uh, in their their family, if they have a family, made the decision, we're going to do this. So I think the first thing is actually saying, yep, we're going to commit and we're going to do this. I, you, I agree with that. I you, agree with that. My wife's been sound... watching this show called 600 Pound Life <laughs> and 600 Pound Sisters and... They all go to this doctor and they your all want to, gross, like, they all want to lose weight. They all, you know, like, you know, <laughs> hey. and, and yet the doctor's like, okay, change your, change your eating. And they go, I will. And then they go back and they eat like five hamburgers. Yeah. And you know, I'm glad you said that, Aaron, because that's exactly what I was going to say. Uh, it's easy to say first, make a commitment. How do you make a commitment? How do you get somebody invested in this? And it's true for, it's true for accomplishing any financial goal, right? But how do you get people invested in this goal so they're going to, so they can actually make it happen? Cause it ain't going to be easy. So yeah. you've got to be committed. How do you make them committed? You can't just say, well, get committed. I mean, what do you, what do, you do? How would you make me motivated? 
what we would advise you to do then is once you've made the commitment is to figure out why you've made that commitment. What is the underlying reason you want to pay off that debt or pay or, or lose that 600 pounds? Um, figure out what it is that's going to be the motivation for you to get through the struggle. Because it's great at the at the beginning of a new year to say, I'm going to become debt free. I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to be, be the, the whole person, the person I've always wanted to be finally this year <laughs> in year 50, that I'll finally make all those changes. You've got to figure out what the inspiration is because it's going to be a, large, a hard, long slog for most of us to pay off our debt. And when it's February, when it's a year from now, when it's three years from now and you're still working to pay off that debt, you have to figure out what is that talisman that's your inspiration for becoming debt-free. So now here, here's what I've recommended to people uh, is basically to create a mental picture of yourself. Uh, you ever heard the expression, be aware of where you've, how you picture yourself because ultimately that's where you're going to be? You probably haven't because I made it up. But <laughs> nonetheless, though, if you've got to have a picture of who you are. And, and then, because you can't just say, same thing if you're going to try to make money, right? Or save money. You, you can't, money can't be the goal. What you're going to do with that money is what the goal is. That's what's going to keep you focused. You're picturing yourself in a, a, a Bentley convertible. I'm talking about myself personally. Um, <laughs> or, or any number of others. Is that kind of what you guys are talking about? Having yeah. a mental picture? One of the things that we encourage when we work with clients or, or uh, we have advised individuals to do is to start by coming up with that hope or that dream of what you really want, right? So is it you want to save up enough money to be able to finally put a down payment on a home? Or is it that you know that you need to pay for kids college, so you need to have that extra $200, $400, $600 a month to put towards that? Or maybe it's you just finally want to take that vacation that you've always dreamed of taking picture that dream get that dream in your head and use that as your your finish line your motivation to get there that really kind of then says i'm that what i'm really committing to is i'm committing not to paying off my debt i'm con committing to get to the life that i really want that, that makes a lot of sense i have a question would you guys also include getting rid of distractions in that uh, okay for example um we're going on some groove cruise thing with Stacy here and, and we wanted to like get slender because we're wearing swim trunks and everything. So we're going, all right, let's juice for a while. So we bought this, this, uh, juicing stuff. That's, Wait, you're talking you know, about, you're, you're talking about he and his stuff. wife now. I didn't have anything to do with buying juicing anything. Oh, come on. You should do this too. <laughs> no, no. And, anyway, the hard part about it is that we didn't, you know, take away the cookies and the cheeses that are in our refrigerators and, and cupboards or anything like that. So it's like this distraction, like even though we're trying to do this thing and, and lose some weight, the distraction is there. It's like, oh man, that looks so good. Could we do that the same way with, uh, you know, if shopping is your problem and you're getting constant emails, you know, about, you know, coupons and stuff and, and incentives to buy things. Do you need to get rid of all of this stuff, all these things that entice you to spend money? I would say that there's there has to be a healthy balance. One of the things that John and I realized when we were paying off our debt was that we were social creatures. We liked having fun with our friends. There were certain things that we know that if we stopped doing them altogether, we would probably stop paying our debt off as well. Eventually, we'd get to the point where like life sucks and I don't want to do this, and we go back to eating the hamburgers or you know whatever the case is. So I think that there has to be a health, healthy balance. But for most folks. If you just do a simple spending analysis, you look at where your money is going on a monthly basis, you can see some categories that you can trim, not get rid of completely, but you can trim. So you can still 
maybe have cheese every once in a while, maybe have a glass of wine every once in a while. You can still, there's a way to still enjoy your life and to pay debt off. It doesn't have to be, when John said it's hard, there's going to be a long, hard slog, it's, you can still find ways to enjoy it. And that's one of the things that we did is we found ways to enjoy life as well as pay our debt off. Yeah, that makes sense. And that's, yeah, that, of course, that is the, the key. But going back to the motivation thing, and then we'll let it go. Um, basically, what you need to do is you need to focus on your future self. And or actually, you know what I said in my book, the first thing you need to do is decide on what makes you happy. Uh, I mean, really, because, you know, a lot of what we do is we're doing it for our spouse, our wife, the vision our parents painted for us of what we were supposed to look like when we were older. I mean, the truth is, if what you want to do is row a boat to England, I mean, if that's really what you want to do, then you can focus on that. You know, so deciding what really makes you happy. And what I would ask people to do is, is do a, an exercise, very simple one, close your eyes and imagine the happiest moments of your life. What were you doing in those moments? And, and when you can focus on what those moments were, then your whole function is to create more of those and stop doing ones that, that aren't on that list. And so if you can make yourself, I mean, if you can see what, what's going to make me happy is to, you know, do this, that, or the other, go to, go to Madagascar, then I'm going to stop doing everything that's keeping me from going there. And one of those things is paying interest to a bank yeah, for a credit card, cool. right? Does that make uh, sense? A hundred percent. I'm just going to tack on uh, to that, um, that we have kind of, as a society, we've kind of aligned happiness with us needing to spend and spend a lot of money. Um, Oftentimes, if we look at those moments where we've been the most happiest, uh, we, we, we need to dig just one step lower and say, what is it about that moment that I am really attracted to? Is it the fact that you dropped $11,000 on that vacation? Or was it really taking the break? Was it experiencing something you, don't exper you haven't experienced? That really is that what's making you happy? Because then you can say, okay, how can I get that, but be able to do it for $5,000 instead of 11 or $1,000 instead of 11, right? Then you have all that extra money to put towards your pay, debt payoff plan. That makes total sense. Okay, we focused enough on motivation. Let, let's talk about specifics. Uh, let's go through the steps uh, that it takes to get out of debt. So if, if I'm coming to you guys, or you, Miranda, and I'm saying, or you, Aaron, and I'm saying, uh, I, I, I really, I'm motivated to get out of debt. Give me the shortest path. And with the shortest distance between me and debt-free Stacy, what's step one? Not everybody at once. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Well, so I, I think one of the big things we have to do is start identifying where you're spending more than you earn, going back through uh, where the money is going, what you're using it on and kind of figuring out how that works. And for me, uh, part of that was saying, okay, so where is this money going? Uh, does it align with my values? And going back with John, what John and David were saying is, is it helping me live the lifestyle I want? So the spending I'm doing that's resulting in me being in debt, is it helping me live the lifestyle I want? And I think what for a lot of people, that? I think and for I, a lot of people, what you're mentioning, Miranda, I think for a lot of people, if they do that, you'll be surprised where their money is going. It's not at all where they think it is. 100%. And, and that's, I think, one of the biggest reasons why that's where I start is because um, if you don't know where the money's going, who was it? Um, 
that famous management guy from Hewlett Packard said, you, you, you know, you, you, you have to measure it, right? <laughs> you can't, you, you can't fix what you can't measure. And so your first, your first step is to say, okay, where is the money going and really identify that. John, David, do you agree? Absolutely. Yes. I, I remember probably one of the one of the funniest uh, responses that we got from someone when we encouraged them to do this step that uh, Miranda is talking about, this spending analysis, where what, are, what am I really spending my money on was, um, and excuse my my French here, but you somebody texted us. Want, okay, they they they, they text <laughs> us and said, I can't believe I spend so much money on shit that doesn't matter. And that's really what it boils down to, right? How much money do we spend on shit that doesn't matter? Whether that's buying things for other people or buying things because we need to impress other people, buying things because we need a feel-good moment, buying things or spending money because we've it has become so much of a habit that we have to have it. All those kinds of the shit that doesn't matter. If you clean up most of that, you're going to realize you have a lot of money to put towards your debt. Yeah. And that, that's what I was saying earlier about happiness. Uh, when you think about what makes you happy and you start looking at your expenses and you go, I use an example in, in that book. Um, you know, you, you go bowling every week and then you go golfing every week. And, you, you know, and, and then you think to yourself when you're going over these expenses, you're going like, you know what? I love bowling. I have so much fun getting drunk with my friends. And then you go, but you know what? Golf sucks. It just makes me frustrated. It takes all day. It's expensive. And I'm just going because my friends keep making me go. And so what, what really makes me happy? Bowling makes me happy. What, what, I, what doesn't make me happy is golf. I can stop doing golf and put that money toward a debt. Uh, yeah, and exactly. by, the way, by, by the way, you guys also, the first thing I thought of was if you're going to destroy your debts is to list what they are. I mean, is, is that not true? Yeah. And then develop it and then look at your spending. Or I guess it doesn't matter what order you do it in. But. Yeah. And I, I think that, yeah, it kind of goes along with that, you know, figure out where the money's going. You also need to figure out, like you said, okay, what's your total debt? Um, how many loans do you have? How do you tackle that? Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll add Go that. Ahead. I'm just going to throw in also know, what, um, know why you use your credit cards, right? Because some people... Me personally, when I first started using them, I used them because I had this uh, safety mechanism that said I needed to have a certain amount of money in my bank account. It wasn't my emergency money. It was just I needed to have a certain amount of money in my bank account. So as soon as I got close to not having that amount, I would start swiping the credit card. What was triggering me to do that instead of just using the cash that I had and then not accumulating debt that eventually I couldn't pay off? Yeah, that makes sense. That, that, re, that reminds me, it's something that I don't think any of us do anymore, except for a few outliers there. But when I was young, we learned how to balance our checkbooks. And you literally, you know, when you pay things with coming. a check, you wrote it in there and <laughs> yeah. you kept a balance sheet in your checkbook. And I can't remember the last time I did that, but it it was a mental thing where you like, you knew how much money you had going in and out, you know? Yeah. The last time and, you uh, did that was the last time you dialed a phone. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah, it was. Now, now you're confusing some of our listeners because like, what? what the hell is dialing a phone? Dialing a phone. <laughs> okay. Now, listen, I, you know what I didn't do at the beginning of this podcast? Who here has been in debt? That Well, actually, you guys already said. Yeah. But who's, who's been in debt was out of control? Uh, for those oh, yeah. of you who are just listening and not watching, it's, it's everyone but me. Okay. <laughs> I never had an issue. But, and that math kind of works out, right? I mean, you look at national statistics. The math makes sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. And, well, you know, my parents grew up in the Depression. So, you know, and I've been doing, I did uh, 
television news for 30 years on, on how to save money. So I squeak when I walk. You know, so <laughs> I've always spent less money than I made because my parents hammered it into me. Uh, but anyway, although now that all of us have learned financial uh, awareness, how many of us are actually in debt now? I, I haven't well, had a debt. We just for, bought an investment I mean, good, property. I mean, bad debt. Not good <laughs> I was going to say, I, was gonna say I still refuse to pay off my student loans early. <laughs> and, and I do buy cars with, with debt. So I've got those two things. I happening. paid off my house uh, this year, a few months ago. Uh, but, but more strategic with how we use debt. I, I think, you know, there's that argument of, you know, there's good debt and bad debt. And we think that's, and that's fine. And we also think that using your credit card in occasions is fine, but you have to have a strategy for paying it off and not have it control you like it used to control us. Yeah, that makes sense. Right. Well, so I know, guess that I would say that, you know, education about uh, your finances and debt and all that stuff and, and, and uh, interest would be a, another step, wouldn't it? Yeah. Because if you don't understand it, you don't see how uh, interest, you know, accumulates. Yeah. You don't understand, you know, why it's such a bad thing. Yeah. yeah, we always talk about the value of compounding interest with investing and how exciting it is, but it's just as harmful to us on the flip side when it's with our credit cards or other forms of debt. Yeah. Well, you know, over the years, I've had people say to me, you know, I, I see this good debt, bad debt. What, what's the diff? I'm like, well, that's simple. Good debt makes you richer and bad debt makes you poorer. It's just that simple. I mean, if you're transferring money from your pocket to the pocket of a banker, that's bad. That's, that means they have more money and you have less money. If you're if you're if you're earning more on that loan than you're paying in interest, you're getting richer. You're transferring money from the banker to you. I mean, it, it's really not complicated, uh, and yet people want to make it so. You know, I mean, it can get. I mean, you start talking about borrowing for a business or borrowing for college, for that matter. I mean, you might be able to, uh, that might be a, a good debt, and it might not be depending on what you do with your degree or what you or what you do with your business. But anyway, we digress. First of all, we're gosh, we're already in the middle of this. It's a, unbelievable. Let me take a really quick break, and we're going to come right back, and we're going to talk about some more specific steps on how we're all going to get out of debt in 2023. We'll be right back. And here we are. It was only one second later. So, <laughs> so now let's talk about some specific steps. Here's what we've done so far. We've gotten ourselves motivated. We've written down what all our debts are. We've analyzed our spending so we can try to find some extra money. Now what do we do? Take it away. Was that well, it? You have to pick have a to plan to pay off the debt. <laughs> I was going yeah. to say, you have to come with a process. You got to figure out a process. <laughs> yeah. So what, well, it, what, it, what do you guys advise? I, well, we, we encourage folks to use our debt lasso method. Um, and primarily because that debt lasso method tackles the, for most folks, it tackles the biggest inhibitor to them paying their debt off faster. And that is getting rid of or reducing the amount of interest that you're paying. Um, the Debt snowball uh, and the debt avalanche um, don't eliminate the debt, although de the, I'm sorry, the interest, uh, at least the avalanche focuses on paying off that high interest credit cards. Those credit Let's go through these things one at a time sure. because yeah. I, I'm stupid and don't understand any of this stuff. And so you have to explain it to me in, in intricate detail. What, what, what are these methods you're talking about? Sure. The, the snowball method, uh, probably one of the most popular, really focuses on the motivation. And that is pick your smallest am amount of debt on the credit cards, assuming you have multiple credit cards, pick the smallest amount, pay that card off as quickly as possible, because you're going to get the motivation of seeing one of your credit cards gone. That okay. really focuses on the small balance. 
The avalanche method uh, focuses on paying off the highest interest. So if you have multiple credit cards, look at those credit cards and say, which one has the highest interest? I'm going to pay the highest in that high interest credit card off first, because that means I'm going to be paying less in the future. Okay. Now, what, what was the method you said that you suggested? Sure. Our debt lasso method. Uh, debt the debt what? lasso method. Lasso? Lasso. Yep. Yeah. Think of cowboys. Yeah, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> Uh, and really what the, it, it, there's a, it's a five-step process. Um, we already talked about the first step. That was commit. Commit to paying your debt off. Commit to not using your credit cards or putting any more balance on them. The second step is a borrow from the, the uh, snowball method. And that is in the first month or two, if you can pay off the balance, complete balance of one of your cards, get that out of the way because you do get that emotional boost right away. Okay. The next step, is the what we call the lasso method and that is take your credit cards and try to gather all of that debt into as little as few locations as possible at the lowest interest possible Explain, so that may mean yeah it, it may mean you you get you get a uh, low interest loan and you basically consolidate all your credit cards so you're okay. paying four or five percent rather than 17 or 19 or 23 percent or if you are able to you get a balance transfer to another credit card that has a zero introductory offer. And maybe you have a couple of those. John and I did a couple of those. And that's what took our interest rate down to zero. Um, now, keep in mind, there is a tra- there's typically a fee for doing that kind of transfer anywhere from, we have seen some at zero and all the way up to 5% recently. Okay, so that, hence the lasso, uh, because what yes. we're doing is we're lassoing our debts and we're corralling them yes. and we're putting them all in one place. Yeah, and and at that lower that that lower interest. That's the key. Is at that lower interest uh, is what's most important because then you're like you said you're basically paying now not paying the banker the interest. You're actually paying off the debt that you accumulated. Yeah, Yeah. that's a good idea. That was step three. Step four is to automate. Uh, set up a system to build through bill pay or whatever feature that you have through your bank to automatically make your payments to whatever credit card or credit cards you continue to use. Um, so that's done automatically for you. The rob- robots are working in your favor and your emotions are taken out of it. And then the last step is to monitor. Um, as you pay off your cards, you want to continue to uh, funnel uh, any excess cash that you have uh, to go to the next card that you have to pay off. Um, and of course, you want to make sure that you're paying the minimum balance on all your other credit cards and paying the rest of your bills. So you want to make sure that you monitor that and Kind of just assess from month to month that everything is is working smoothly for you. It makes total sense. My debt's now paid. I'm done. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. But, and, 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 you know, go ahead, Miranda. You were going to say something. Yeah. Well, I was going to say as you go through this, I think it's important as well uh, to you know John and David kind of hinted at it earlier is try not to get overwhelmed and it's okay to start small. A lot of people think that they have to start with like this huge massive plan where they cut everything to the bone. They live this real austere lifestyle and then they start feeling like, okay, I can't keep doing this. How long do I have to do this? And, and then it just all collapses. And so by starting small and then seeing those gains and then gradually increasing how you approach it, I think is a really good thing to keep in mind as you move forward with this, with whatever um, method you use to pay down your debt, because 
you do want to make sure that you're not um, getting overwhelmed. One of the first things that we do, right, when we talk about New Year's resolutions is, you know, you have this big grand plan yeah. and then by February you're like, okay, what's over now? And so, <laughs> so if you could start small and do something that is very doable and sustainable and then build on that and kind of move forward, I think that's a huge help to the process. Yeah. And let's circle back here, too, for those uh, listeners who, who aren't real familiar with this whole process. The, the whole idea of paying off debt or the way you do it is finding extra money in your budget. I mean, that, that's the key. I mean, there is no debt system that doesn't require you to do that because, I mean, if you don't find extra money, you're, you're not going to be able to pay more than the, than the minimum on your, on your payments. So finding extra money is the key. And then, and, and then alluding to what uh, Miranda just said, finding extra money that doesn't destroy your quality of life while you destroy your debts is what's really integral. And the way you do that, and I, what I've said to people in the past, you know, when you, when you put a, a budget, a spending plan, people call it a budget often. So what you're doing is tracking your expenses. People, to, that, to people, that sounds like a diet. And diets suck. And everybody knows it. And they're hard to stay on. But, and so you know, people look at a budget like it's a dollar diet. But, what, but there's a difference. Because cottage cheese doesn't taste like steak. But there are ways <laughs> that you can have steak and, and spend less for it. Which is what you were talking about before, David, right? I mean, we can we can have a we can have an appetizer here at home, and we can split an entree at the restaurant. We still went out to eat, right? Um, you know, we can we can have cocktails uh, in the parking lot. Well, maybe that's not a good example. <laughs> but, but you know what I'm saying? Like there, concerts. There are ways you can you can create money from your life without destroying your quality of life. It's you know you can see a, a, a local football game instead of going to an NFL game. I mean, there's there's a lot of things you can do that will save you money and you can use that money to target debt. And so what do you guys have some ideas for, for people who are trying to carve money out of their budget? Like what specifically would you look at first? Well, going back to what we talked about earlier, the, the first weekend that we, after we made the commitment to pay off our debt, David um, went through all of our expenses for the previous 12 months, every single expense that we had on every credit card, a debit card, whatever. And, and itemize all of those in different categories. And that was the not fun part. That was the not yeah. fun part. It was, it was a lot of work, but it was really, really eye opening. Because to David's point earlier, we, I mean, we should have known. Um, we did not realize how much money we were spending on wine. We didn't realize how much money we were spending on going to happy hours or to dinners. And for most people, if you just rein in a few expenses, maybe in some circumstances, cut out some expenses that aren't providing you the value that you think it might be providing you, um, you can, most of us can free up some cash that way. And that was an important question for us was on paper, we were living, live, we looked like rock stars, but didn't feel like it from day to day living our lives. And we, so we had to assess the actual value that we were getting from our spending. And I think that's the first step for most people is figure out where, where can you rein in or what expenses can you cut out even just a little bit. And um, that'll free up some cash for most of us. How do you track yeah. your cash? I know now when I first started doing this whole process 25 years ago, people use cash a lot more than they do now. I mean, you really don't need to use cash. But when you just said, David, that you went back to your expenses over the last year, how do you, how do you know what cash you'd spent? Yeah, that was the hard part. It was nebulous. Uh, yeah, it was. It was uh, more often than not. What I would do is I would look at when we were actually taking cash out. 
right? So if I saw that I was taking cash out on a Friday afternoon or a Saturday afternoon or a Sunday, I, m- I knew most likely that was going towards entertainment yeah. or alcohol, yeah. right? Uh, most of the time. I wasn't getting out $100 so I could go to the grocery store. Or right? pot, that would yeah, probably you know. go on a debit card or a credit card. Yeah. Uh, and so it, it, I knew that most of the time cash was being spent on those categories, um, the you're so you right. Take that, every ATM withdrawal is entertainment, basically. If you wanted to try to go backwards I, and count it, I did. Unless I knew some, it was for something specific, right? If I were able was able to track it back to something specific, most of the time I couldn't. I did just say that was for entertainment. Cool. So, what, what were you, you going to say, something, Miranda? Oh no, I was just going to say, you know, it's what's great now is. Uh, you know, it's not necessarily cash, but there's a lot of really great ways to track what you're spending and where your money's going. There are a lot of apps that will connect to your bank accounts and credit yeah. cards. And so you can see that and you can see the categories that you're spending the most in and just pull it up and, and keep track of it. Uh, but one of the things I do like to do myself just in terms of, because everything's so automated now, most of my bills are on bill pay, everything's automated and you kind of get this disconnect from your money. And so one of the things I do like to do is I uh, set aside time a couple of times a month to sit down, really look at those bank statements, really think about it and really say, okay, is this matching my values? Is it helping me move forward with the things I want in my life? And so I think maintaining just that sort of connection, whether it's cash, whether it's credit card or whatever, um, really thinking about it helps. And then finally, uh, Carl Richards said something um, to me once on a different podcast. He said, uh, you know, before he adds an item to his cart or makes a purchase or thinks about things. And this can work with cash too. When you're getting cash out of the ATM, uh, say, you know, stop and think about it and think about what it's for. And then just say like, Oh, that's interesting. (laughs) And then ask yourself, why, why are we doing this? And that's a really good way to keep track too, is just that. Um, I think, I think just that awareness is part of keeping track of all of your money and having that reminding yourself you need a connection to your money. Yeah, that's good. So, you know, a little while ago, I asked, I want to do this before we're done. I asked a little while ago, who here has had a debt issue? Everybody raised their hand. So now let me ask you guys all this. Who doesn't have a debt issue now? Who's paid off their debt to the level at which they feel comfortable? Everybody. Okay. And okay, now how long did it take you, Aaron, to, to where you are to get from where you were to where you are today? Um, I'm going to say 11 years because I filed for bankruptcy. Okay. And how long did it take you, Miranda? Um, <laughs> I got two rounds of this. <laughs> round, <laughs> so, round one, round one. Yeah. Round one took about three years. Round two took about four, I think. I don't how know. You, all David, together. How long? <laughs> well, it's you- great that she brought that up because we had two rounds as well. We, it took us two and a half years or so to pay off our $51,000. And then it was about, I don't know, a year later that we realized that we had $6,000 more of credit card debt. And that took us about a, you know, less than a year. I forget. How long did that take? It, it, was, it was about a year. I, I think the, the important thing there is that it taught us the lesson that what got us out of debt is going to keep us at, out of debt. Um, and a lot of people do the same thing with their debt that they do with dieting. And that is they work really, really hard and they pay their debt off. And then, all of a, and then they're like, oh, okay, now I can go back to the way life was. Well, when you go back to the way life was, you're going to land yourself right back in debt. So the habits that, that, and I think it was, uh, it was, uh, 
Intuit had a study come out recently that said that um, 86% of folks who have paid debt off attribute paying their debt off to the fact that they regularly budgeted, right? So keep those sense. habits, keep those habits in, it, it, yeah. keep them going, right? It isn't, a, it because you need to make it a lifestyle if you want to stay out of debt forever. That makes total sense. Same thing with being in shape. Right. I mean, yeah. same thing with lots of things in life, actually. Any goal, I mean, you really have to yeah. make it, you have to have, make it a focus. Now, let me I ask you, you one more question that I could imagine people asking. <laughs> okay. We're going like carve some extra money out of your budget, aim that at your debt, destroy it, you know, blah, blah, blah. What if you, what if you make 20 grand a year? What if you, I mean, what if there is no money? Now, this is the first thing. Whenever somebody tells me I have a debt problem, I say, where's your money going? They say, well, you know, rent, car payments. I'm like, no, no, no. Show me the spreadsheet exactly where your money's going. Not just tell me, show me. I mean, are you really keeping track of it? And the answer is generally no. But every now and then, I, I'll find a person who says, I got more month than money, period. I just don't have enough. I mean, I, and I'm keeping track. There just ain't enough to aim at these debts. What do you advise then? You're right that, that is the, it is the default answer. The default answer for most people when they say they, they need they, the reason why they can't pay their debt off is because they don't make enough money. Um, the vast majority of people, everyone that we've worked with, it's been a spending problem versus a, an income problem. But when we do talk to folks about who have an income problem, then it is really the focus is first. We've got to figure out how do you start bringing in some extra money? Do you need a side hustle or do you need a career change? Why are you continuing to work in the, in the, at the job you are or the career that you're in and put yourself in a constant financial stressful situation? You're shortening your life. You're making your life uh, no longer enjoyable. It's not life. You're, you're, you're really making your life difficult. Make the changes that you need to make to be able to make more money. Uh, and that doesn't necessarily mean going out and getting more education. Sometimes it is it does mean I need to just get to a, go to a different company. I need to get a side hustle or ask for a raise where you are. Exactly, and, especially you know, and, right and now. We have. And I don't. You, do you guys have a? I know you have a um, a podcast. Do you have a website? Yes. Okay. And I, I, I apologize for not having been there. I usually do research before I do these things. But um, we on our site, Money Talks News, we have. I mean, you can't swing a dead cat without hitting an article on how to make more money or save more money. <laughs> I mean, that's really what the whole website's about. We got 14,000 articles, you know, I'm, you know, 107 <laughs> ways to make extra money. I'm looking at a couple of them now. Odd and unusual ways to bring in more cash. How to sell your excess stuff. I mean, you know, extreme ways to save money. Uh, you know, in, in other words, this is the whole purpose of my, you know, this is, this is my purpose in life, basically, is to, fun is to uh, sponsor articles that tell people how to make more money or spend less money. You know, so there's yeah. plenty of resources out there. I mean, I can remember a time not long ago, guys, you guys were all, I'm going to say maybe elementary or middle school, but <laughs> when, and when doing this was required you to walk around with a notebook and write down everything you spent. There was no apps <laughs> keeping track of it for you. And, and then you, you made a spreadsheet, you know, and, and then, and you went to the drugstore and you bought Money Magazine <laughs> because that's how you got <laughs> ideas. I mean, really, it's just so much, the whole process, it's easier to spend money now True, yes. but it's a lot easier to tackle your debt now than it used to be, uh, and especially yeah. with these apps and stuff. I mean, to tracking your expenses is nothing now. And there I, there I dated myself yet again. <laughs> but anyway, plenty of ways. Okay, closing thoughts. I think, let me look at my watch. Oh yeah, we're over. Closing thoughts. Um, so yeah, so I just think your first step is to figure out, you know, what John and Dave were saying, figure out what you want your life to look like, 
review your review your your spending and figure out whether or not what you're doing is actually going to align with that. And when you identify the things that don't align with that and you get rid of them, that's how you start taking those steps. Awesome. John, David, last thought. I'm going to quote Les Brown. Um, will it be easy? No. Will it be worth it? Yes. It will be worth it. Put in the effort, the freedom and la- the, the, the amount of stress you take off your life is amazing. And the other thing is the achievement. The achievement of actually doing this feels so much better. So you can do it. Awesome. I'll add, um, go easy on yourself. If you find that you're in, in a pile of credit card debt or any kind of debt, as you heard, most of us on this podcast were in debt. Most of Americans are in debt. Our culture is almost designed to help you get into debt and to cons- consume. Things are working against you. Um, so go easy on yourself. And then if you make mistakes along the way, as you heard, we all made half of the people on this show made mistakes along the way, paying off their debt. Um, you know, just don't be too hard on yourself. But do it. It'll be easy. It'll Great be advice. good. It'll be good for you. Sorry. <laughs> Anything? Aaron? I'm going to say the opposite to that. I'm going to say because we've been doing a lot of, you know, everybody gets a trophy. Don't ruin your quality of life while doing this. Um, there's a there's a show out right now that everybody is in love with called Yellowstone, and a lot of the premise of this show is working hard to get what you want and to earn. Uh, sometimes you have to sacrifice. I mean, I just went out back and built an entire fence by myself in my house because it needed to be done, and it was uh, hard work and and then a reward. So sometimes, you know. If you can, if you're that type of personality, take a sacrifice and 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 punch the the uh, accelerator and find extra jobs. Do everything you can to this, you know, sacrifice something that you really love just to make make it happen. Great advice. Oh, now, I want to say one more thing before we leave too. Um, if you if if you if you can't destroy your debt because your debt is destroying you. In other words, if your monthly payments are higher than your income, if you can't get out of this by yourself, reach out for help. And there's plenty out there. And a lot of it's free. Go to nfcc.org. I think that's right. I could be wrong. I haven't looked this up in a long time. National Foundation for Credit Counseling. Uh, and you can find a counselor near you. And guess how much it costs to talk to one? Not a damn thing. And you know what What keeps people doing? They're, they're ashamed. So many people. And so many people have been in this position. And you're going to lay in your bed staring at the ceiling when all you have to do is reach out to somebody who's going to help you. And there are plenty of people. These are nonprofit organizations. I would advise you, I mean, there's there's some unscrupulous ones. So I would advise you to go to National Foundation for Credit Counseling, nfcc.org, I think is right. Um, and, and find yourself a counselor nearby. And they'll help you. And, and they won't judge you. So so do that if you're having trouble. You guys agree with that statement? 100%. Yeah, awesome. Love it. Yeah, for sure. In that case, we can now close our podcast. Um, you guys, we, we are, uh, we're out of time, obviously, but we are never out of a topic. Not this one especially. Dig a little deeper. You're going to find links to lots more info in our show notes. And remember, if your goal is to make more, to spend less, to retire rich, well, your online home is moneytalksnews.com. And don't forget to check out Miranda's online home as well. That is Miranda Markwit, M-A-R-Q-U-I-T.com. And, of course, you want to go visit John and David at their website. That's debtfreeguys.com. I should have read that website before, guys. I'm going to read it tomorrow. (laughs) If you've got a question, comment, or topic you'd like to suggest, tell us about it. Email us at hello at moneytalksnews.com. And one final thing, if you like what we do, then do something for us. Subscribe to our podcast. Takes you two seconds. Makes our parents really happy, though. So if you like us, show us and subscribe. Uh, Guys, I'm going to have you say, say goodbye to the folks at home. Goodbye. Thank you very much. Ryan, thank you. <laughs> you are quite welcome. I'm Stacy Johnson. 
I'm Miranda Marquette. I'm Aaron Friend. Thanks for hanging out with us, guys. We're going to see you right here next time.